Welcome to Composers with Drinks. Listening to music. My name is Gene Pritzker. And I'm Seth Bosted. Join us each month as we discuss a different alcohol, listen to music centered around a theme, and talk about the sound we hear as the, the alcohol, alcohol loosens, loosens our tongue. No, Lips, it's inhibitions. Mouth. Inhibitions. <laughs> he doesn't have the script, man. Uh, <laughs> I know, but he should have guessed. No, just say inhibitions. Innovation. I'm, I'm not editing that. I won't <laughs> okay, guys, welcome to another episode of Composer Drinks. And we, we have uh, in the studio, like, oh, well, not like always. We only have him once, but now twice. It's a new always. It's a new always. It's a new always. Robert C. Ford. <laughs> Robert is playing uh, 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 the chaser today. Yeah. So today's show uh, is, well, today Seth picked the topic, and it's birds. Birds. I want to play bird, 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 bird is the word. There's so many dumb things you can play right so there. Many and, the, and Seth brought a really, really interesting, for the first time, not a, wait, is this, no, no, that's not the first time. We, we had last time a non- uh, Non-whiskey. Whiskey, yeah. yeah. But this time, really, you went off the trails. Tell us about your alcohol. Yeah, this is a bottle of mezcal uh, that I've been dragging around uh, different apartments in New York for the last <laughs> couple of years um, that I got in Mexico City. I did an event at LPR featuring Mexican music with uh, mezcals for Cinco de Mayo. And uh, we brought in mezcals that were not available in New York. So I went down to Mexico City. <laughs> I went down to Mexico City. Uh, my friend Alejandro, I actually go to Mexico City a lot. I've been 10 or 12 times. And I have a friend who's a mezcal distributor, mm. or dealer, as I like to say. Oh, it sounds a little more dangerous, yeah, right? Dangerous. Yeah, he has all these crazy stories about going out into the middle of nowhere, and he knows all the, the cartels, and like he pulls up, he knows not to look them in the eyes. He's like, I'm just the mezcal guy. And they're like, all right, go through, go through. You know, oh, yeah. Cause, <laughs> crazy. Cause they need their mezcal. Crazy stuff like that. Everybody needs their mezcal. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, we brought back a bunch of me uh, mezcal for this event. At, uh, LPR wouldn't let us bring it in, because it's right. uh, illegal to sell. And I was like, we'll give it away. And they were like, well, we won't make any money. I'm like, you will, because they're just tiny tasters. And then you stock mezcal and people will buy more. Really? Anyway, we had to go to the Bowery Electric and then walk back to LPR after our mezcal tasting. So a bunch of us drunkenly walked over for the Mexico concert. This is a long story. Anyway. Sure is. There was one bottle <laughs> left over. It's called Pechuga. And I'm just going to read from the Wikipedia article because I think it's perfect. Mezcal de Pechuga is made when a finished mezcal is redistilled with local fruits, grains, and nuts and a raw chicken of turkey breast. Sorry. And a raw chicken is hung over the still, cooking in the emanating vapors, adding to the spirit's final flavor. I don't taste any chicken in it, but it does taste pretty good. I like it. I taste only chicken. Only chicken. Because <laughs> I, I regularly like to eat raw chicken, as people know. Well, that's our bird-themed alcohol. Bird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see. Is there a... Is there what? a name for this mezcal? It's Espina Dorada. So something Man. spine of Dorada. They're going to deport you. <laughs> <laughs> Talking from the Trump perspective. Uh, so, yeah. Which which we don't do. Which ever. we never do. <laughs> X night and X night. So we're, okay, we're going we're gonna to play music. And I brought a bunch of pieces. Seth brought a bunch of pieces. Yep. Uh, Robert's going to tell us about pieces he's heard Robert that has the word beer. bird in it. Robert's going to tell us his favorite bird-related story. Robert brought by way, <laughs> my favorite beer called Rattenburger. Thank you, Robert. Rattenburger? Rattenburger! Yeah! <laughs> exactly. Nice. Thank you. All right, so let's start off. We could start with my piece, if that's okay. Yeah. I don't know. So here's my piece. It goes like this. No, that's not how it goes. Uh, so my piece, the way it's, it's called Natural... So sorry, it's, it's not like a real bird bird title, but basically what I did, I went into nature. 
So it's for violin and electronics. But the electronics part, I recorded a bunch of uh, uh, bird sounds and nature sounds. But then I took a spectral uh, overview of them. And I only decided, so you hear the birds singing, but I really just take the spectral part of the birds singing. And it's just the highest, high pitches of it killing everything else around it and then like there's these really fun melodies that happen and I transcribed those for the violin so the violin is playing very close to nature also I recorded rocks banging and uh, did all those effects so you'll hear like bass drums and snares but it's all nature so uh, I mean I took it was it was in the Poconos I took my son Sebastian and I I videotaped all this too because there's a big video element which we will not see here today to this uh, and the video also shows how I mess with the spectral uh, uh, properties of everything and how I t take uh, these sounds and like take a very particular part of the whole, you know, sound spectrum. So I take the and and from there something you can hear something quite different as as opposed to when you hear the whole thing. And I transcribe that and make that into music. So uh, it's called natural. So I'm gonna play that. So that's gonna be my main piece. But I also just I don't know. I guess I could play it right afterwards because uh, and it's it's very short. But it's a it's a uh, my wife had a bird. When I married her, her name was Choto, and Choto died. We, we lived with Choto for a long time, and I wrote a piece for two flutes called Melodies for Choto. And they're like six movements, so I'm going to play just one of the movements. So Melodies for Choto, movement one. So I'll just play those back to back. Uh, so first, Natural, as performed by Tim Fain, violinist, at a composed concordance concert at La Poisson Rouge, actually. And this is a live performance, and uh, recording came out very nice. And the next, uh, Melodies for Choto, movement one, Marika Yarvi and Monica Madsen performing at the Eclectic Music Extravaganza concert I produced in Berlin at a club called Sovisu Nu Cologne. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but let's just say Sovisu Nu Cologne. That sounds pretty good. So uh, sounds back, good to me. Back to back, Pritzker, Natural, and Choto Melodies for Choto Movement One. Check it, check it. Ah. Thank you. 
That was Melodies for Choto Movement 1, as performed by Marika Yarvi and Monica Metzen at the Eclectic Music Extravaganza concert in Berlin, I think a couple of years ago. And before that, it was my, so that was my piece that I wrote for uh, a bird my wife had. Melodies for Choto. And was before, Choto a good bird? She was very good bird. She didn't like me. She bit me. Well, that's not a good bird. But she liked Kim. She only liked Kim. Uh-huh. They, they, they like mate with like Loyal. one person. They only yeah. like one person. And uh, before that was my piece, Natural. It's performed by Tim Fain at uh, Composer Concordance concert at LPR. I don't know, like four years, five years back. So that was... That was all na- nature sounds and lots of birds. Birds, birds, birds. Ooh, birds, 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 birds. Every sound you heard in that was nature. Nature. Everything was nature. Just made better by Gene. I made nature better. <laughs> and software. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we're, we're I think, we, we, I don't know, this mescal is going good. Should we it's going good. Our, Let's have a little more. A little refill. Pechuga. I'm, I'm, here. You, all right, yeah, you do that. Uh, Seth is going to tell us about his next piece. Um, well, I came up with this idea for birds because Gene had already come up with it for a concert called Wing Jammer, Wing Jammer. <laughs> that we all had works on, uh, gosh, just, just a little while ago, a few days ago. It was, yeah, and there'll be more music from that concert, so that concert is an inspiration for the show today. It is, yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I'm looking around thinking about a bird piece, and uh, I wanted something heavy and dark, and so I found this Peruvian legend uh, called Chacana, which is like the life cycle of an individual. And at the end of life uh, is death, which I didn't know. That, that blew my really? mind. <laughs> blew my mind. Uh, and in the, in the ancient Peruvian, in the Incan idea, if, if you're lucky, there's a bird that guides you to the afterworld. But the afterworld is not like you're playing the harp and, and you know mm. having a good time, drinking harp beer, right. which I don't actually like. That would not be heaven for me. But anyway, it's not a good time. <laughs> right. It's more like the ancient Greek idea where you're just sort of like there, you know, that you're right. gray. There's not really much going on. I'm like, why do you need to be guided to that? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, my piece is a solo piano piece, and uh, I was just trying to conjure up that idea of, of a you know this kind of ancient underworld idea before we had TV. Yeah, they didn't have TV. They did, they did not have TV. No, Wait, I think when they, they, they when maybe they meant bird takes you. It's like a girl, like they were English. A bird's gonna take you. Hey, so you getting a phone call on our show? <laughs> Is that your bird? Is that your bird you? leading you to the to the underworld? My, okay, my, my Uber's here. To live out your days. Yeah, oh yeah, your 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 Uber. It's a Uber. The ferryman. Uber. Uber. He doesn't say anything. Okay, here's Seth's speech. What is it called again? Chicana. Oh, Chicana. Chicana. Okay. Chicana. And Seth is playing the piano himself. Yeah, that's so me. So all mistakes are composer's fault. Here we go. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. 
So, you know, every time I perform or have a piece performed, I always judge myself on if somebody goes, woo! And woo. if they don't, I'm mad for the whole night. <laughs> I thought it was so, you. I thought you did it. Uh, it might have been me. It might have been me because I was like, I, I feel like partying tonight. I don't need to have a bad night. So I was like, I looked around. I was like, woo! Okay, all right. Now I can have fun. It's a good thing there's a five-year-old kid in the audience. Yeah, ah. exactly. Now I can relax. Uh, that was my piece, Chakana, the bird that takes you to this uh, really shitty underworld uh, where you spend the rest of uh, eternity. Yeah. Until the nice. universe collapses in on itself. Heat death, all of that good stuff. Uh, what's, what, what's next? We're oh, going wait, to me. That was your piece. Yeah, that was oh, my so piece. It's my turn. It's your turn. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's why I said what's next. Oh, I, I, to- I don't know. At first I said... Listen, so uh, one of the great melodies of the 20th century that I love a lot is Ornithology by Charlie Parker. And uh, looking it up, I mean, I was going to play it today. And I mean, I know the piece, played the piece, whatever... Uh, but I did. I learned a lot. It's re- it's actually co-written by Charlie Parker and trumpeter Benny Harris. I'll read you about ornithology. It's a jazz standard by bebop alto saxophonist Charlie Parker and trumpeter Barry Harris. Benny Harris. Did I say Barry? Benny. I think this must go. Speaking of Frank, I like Barry Harris. Barry Harris. Its title is a reference to Parker's nickname, Bird. Ornithology is the study of birds. The Charlie Parker Septet made this first recording of the tune on March 28, 1946. Uh, ornithology is based so a lot of uh, great jazz tunes uh, they're based on chord progressions of other tunes so for instance like of course we know the blues that has like the three chords so a lot of music is based on the blues so then they took that to the next level and we have something called rhythm changes where uh, George Gershwin he wrote his uh, I Got Rhythm and a lot of people love those changes and there's a zillion songs written on rhythm changes now ornithology is written on the changes of How High the Moon which is a great Everybody knows how high the moon, but if you sing "High High the Moon" over anthology, you'll see what I'm saying. So, uh, it's remain. This song remains one of the most popular and frequently performed bebop tunes. All right, so here's Charlie Parker and his subset playing ornithology. Ornithology. Enjoy. Dance along. Study of birds. Sing "How High the Moon." Thank you. 
Pornothology by Charlie Parker and Barry Benny Harris. I can't say his name. <laughs> Benny Harris. Benny. Uh, I can't say it. It's messed up. Barry uh, Harry. Barry. It's performed by the Charlie Parker Septet uh, with Miles Davis and uh, some people I don't know actually are on this Lucky. Th well, Lucky Thompson, I know. Uh, Dodo Mark Maroso. I, I gotta look those guys up. Dodo, that's another name. That's a bird, right? Oh another, yeah, another bird. <laughs> Boom! I want, another bird. I, I wonder if that's not that real, that's not really his <laughs> name. He just he just like, put it because it's like a I know. I yeah. wonder who the maybe it's like some famous pianist. Like. <laughs> like I don't want to be. I don't want to play in a piece called Ornithology. <laughs> uh, Robert Ford is here with us, of course, as we all know, uh, the the illustrious. And he's going to tell us his opinion. Have you ever heard ornithology before? I can't say I have. Uh, really? I've definitely heard of Charlie Parker before, so I assume I've heard this, just not knowingly. But uh, I mean, it's one of his most favorite, famous. To me, this is quintessential Charlie Parker, fast flowing, yeah. melodic lines. Uh, That's you know, that, his nickname, the bird. Yeah. Uh, to me, if I was, if I encapsulated this succinctly in one word, it, it would be freedom. You know, I, I think of a bird soaring. Higher nice. and higher and uh, We're getting freedom. Higher and higher. <laughs> we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> Thank you, Robert, for wow. Charlie's putting that in his bio. And that was practically a ballad for Charlie Parker. I mean, you know, because like, was, let's like, be honest, that guy sometimes is so burning fast. I don't know what the hell is going on. No, right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I mean, right. It's a fast buddy, tempo buddy, piece, buddy. but Parker is normally like. Exactly. How are you even playing upbeats at that tempo? <laughs> but he does. <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, our, our bird show, I think, is going. I'm going to self review. Going splendidly. It's amazing. It's like a, a peacock. You know, like a glorious peacock at sunset. I got to pee with my... The thing is... <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Seth brought in a piece by a respected classical composer yeah. by the name of... Olivier Messiaen. He sounds French. I think he's French. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. I know so... he wrote French music, uh, but I think he's also actually French. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So... Tell us about. Uh, try to pronounce the kind piece of that you to pronounce of his. Uh, it's exotic birds. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Also> so exotique. <laughs> um, I'll try to say that without sounding like you know um, who uh, who I am. <laughs> erotic birds. Erotic birds. Yeah, it's erotic birds um, of London. That's uh, penguin and bondage. That's penguin and That's coming later. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end the show with that. That's coming later. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, Messiaen was very fond of bird song, and uh, to the point where, like, he would listen to it on purpose, and then he would try to notate it, and and he would include it in his music. Very, very fond of bird song. Mm. He's a very religious person, um, but he liked birds of all God's creatures, especially because you know they're not annoying. Really? Well, they, I think they're. I actually kind of think they're annoying. <laughs> Every guy I mean, shit by a pigeon. But you know, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. They, they don't buy up all the hand sanitizer at Dwayne Reed, you know, because they're worried about coronavirus. And then, well, like, there was a bird virus not... some years back. <laughs> yeah, the bird flu. Oh, I forgot to mention this. When I was in Mexico City, yeah. I got swine flu. Totally got it. You got it. Oh, I know I did because it was the swine flu epidemic, and I got right. very sick. Survived. Oh. So I'm pretty sure that I'm immune to all illnesses all right. now. Anyway. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Olivier Messiaen, uh, we're not going to hear the whole piece. It's pretty long, but it's a great piece for orchestra. And uh, see if you can hear what he's doing, how he's trying to incorporate the sounds of birds. Exotic birds.
That's an excerpt of Le So Exotique, Exotic Birds, by Olivier Messiaen. I should have read more about it, because I am curious about the role of the piano, how it uh, kind of seems to come in between different orchestral... It's like a concerti or something. Yeah, it's a concerti, but like it's all broken up in weird ways. Robert C. Ford. Well, Robert, what did you think of... To my ears, that was very organic, playful. Uh, it, it was like a mating ritual. I mean, I, I feel like I was transported to the middle of the forest... And I, I mean, and you don't just think that because Steph was rubbing your leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the, the the mimic nature is close close as instruments probably can. I mean, do, the birds sing in traditional human scales and rhythm and pitch they and all that. They're okay, but they, uh, they didn't no, take I, private. They didn't take private. If a bird sings in the forest <laughs> and no one's there to listen, does it, does it make a sound? So you liked it. It was different. I, I'm not sure I could listen to it. If you repeatedly. went to the concert, you'd be there for another. I would have no choice to. At least twenty minutes. Okay, I'm glad you. This was the radio edit. <laughs> I, I, I felt I got the full flavor. It, it was mm-hmm. good, but yeah, I wanted to play it repeatedly. Okay, I mean, and he's drinking, but music like that is way better live. <clears throat> I'm just gonna say it. I mean, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of that stuff gestural it, there's a theatrical element to it that's inherently better when you're live nobody comes home from work and puts that on as a cd i mean i don't I, think i, like I could be wrong to i mean i listen to it with, with headphones i, I, I do mean, parts you know I like to do parts but not to relax listen. you know i mean yeah i don't do music to relax i do the music to to get even with the world <laughs> <laughs> wow what are you saying <laughs> the things that come out when you've been drinking i know and this mezcal is long very well. Yeah. That's not proper It's English. good. We're drinking a mezcal that had a, a, a raw chicken breast hanging over it for exactly. who knows how long. And uh, gives it some extra flavor. Oh, we, you know what, Pete? We should have played the chicken. You know the, the song The Chicken? Digga, 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 No, no, not that one. No, no, Jacob Pistorius made it. Oh, the chicken. I don't know that. Like a good song. Well, I mean, I forgot who wrote it, but Jacko made it famous. Maybe we'll find a place. Okay, we're going to move. I hear something beeping. Something's beeping, yeah. Is, is, is it a bird? Is no, that a bird it, that's call? That's outside. It's like a truck backing no, up. No, it, it's, it's our dishwasher. So <laughs> dishwasher, The dishwasher is backing up. Yeah, backing up. Okay, we're going to move now. So as I've told uh, people in the past, now I have, I have cer- certain rules about, not rules, but certain things I do uh, uh, when looking for music uh, for the show. So one is, is my own pieces. One is uh, pieces that I don't know, but uh, I, I search... So that, that was the, oh, that's going to be later. We're going to go to the Ratavara piece. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know that piece so well, so we found it. Uh, one is something that's really dear to me that I know so well, like, you know, a Zappa piece, or this time was Charlie Parker, or, uh, you know, Stravinsky last time. I also have one this time, which we haven't didn't get to. But the other is, is, is from somebody, uh, a composer that I work with, uh, besides Seth, another composer that uh, I program a lot and whose music I like. And today's composer is Peter Jarvis, so Peter is a great percussionist, composer, uh, teaches at William Patterson University, where I was the composer in residence of once, and he plays my music loud there, and uh, he's on the board. He's the chairman of the board, isn't he? Yeah, I think, of Compose Concordance. I didn't know that. Yeah. I have to be nicer to him. You gotta be nicer. <laughs> no, or, or, or is, it, is, is Mark chairman? One of them is chairman. Mark is chairman. No, no, Mark is something else of the board. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. Anyway, so well, Peter, Peter... be nice to both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be nice to both. So anyway, so Peter... But Peter actually played in the first Compose Concordance concert. He's older than us, 20... 
35 years ago. And the first one they ever did, Joe and... So, oh, yeah. and uh, Peter's been writing... Do you play flower writing, pots? Huh? Do you play flower pots? He didn't pots? fly flower pots. But Peter's <laughs> been writing a lot of uh, music for, uh, 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 for, for myself and him. We've been recording. We have a whole album for drum set and guitar. So for this uh, concert that Seth played his piece from Wing Jammer that was a composer's chorus production, uh, Peter wrote a piece for flower pots, for flower pots... Peter's well, getting tired of hauling percussion around. Exactly. Right? Well, but he's got the backpack the, percussion. He's got, flower, you know, he's like, I'm not dragging all this crap But those flower around. pots were hard, too, because he had to bring oh, the board. To, it was a huge board. The big one was pretty heavy. Big one was heavy. So it was for flower pots and guitar, and it's called The Bird from Shea. And Sorry, Shea, it's actually for flower pots and any melodic instrument, right? It's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, yes, In this particular yeah, instance, yeah, the score you play is, guitar. is for flower pots and yeah. any melodic instrument, but I play guitar. You're right. Thank you, Seth. Just to be pedantic. For correcting sorry. me. I'm here. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Seth, for correcting me. That's really nice of you. It's my role here. <laughs> so we, we uh, Peter and I play this piece, The Birds from Shea, and Shea refers to Shea Auditorium, where they, uh, is William Patterson University, they uh, have it. But, you know, I, I edited this audio that we recorded, and uh, but I left Peter's speech uh, about this piece. So we're going to have Peter speak himself about the bird from Shea. Yeah, Shea represents, uh, Shea, I teach at William Patterson, among other places, and uh, did a concert, a friend of mine, Anton, and a bird managed to get into the hall. And uh, so it was flying all about, kept landing on the piano, and it even landed on one of the uh, audience members. Uh, it, was, it was really kind of, it's really kind of cool. And I just, Gina just asked about this, you know, talked about this project for bird-related things. I kind of had the piece done and chose these flower pots and hopefully she's sort of fluttering around like a bird, but I couldn't come up with the title. And then uh, this bird flew in and the title was hatched and it's the bird from Shea. We were in Shea Auditorium.
Shay by Peter Jarvis, performed by Peter and myself. That's right. Um, I was any watching. instrument. <laughs> I was ten feet away. <laughs> uh, so that was from Wing Jam, from Composing Cordon's Wing Jam. We had a lot of people were a lot of people, a lot of pieces were about birds, like Seth's and Peter's. I think they all were except for yours, except for mine, because I just wanted to, I just wanted this viola piano piece played. And, I can't help it. I can't. Well, I gotta no, say it. No, usually I'm I'm the best at this. Usually I'm like totally on top on topic, you know. So and I do like you know we do like 40 concerts a year and. 39 of them, I am so on topic. In fact, Boom. some of the concerts, the names, titles of the concerts, I just take and title my piece after them. Like, I'm really, really on top. So one concert I'm allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want this viola piece played. It's called drama. <laughs> Where the fuck am I going to put it? <laughs> We're going to put this piece. Yeah. I know. Where is that? We should do a concert called Drama Queen. Drama Queen. Well, that was, <laughs> now I played it. That's his name for a concert. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, like Queen of the Night and drama. Yeah. So, um... Uh, Seth, uh, do you want to? I mean, you know Peter, so if you say anything bad, he's gonna fucking beat. He's gonna kill not me. Seth, man. I was oh, Robert. Through. Robert. I was looking at Robert and saying Seth. Wow. Mascal's taking effect. So, uh, kudos to the creativity. I mean, flower pots. I who would have thought? Uh, I mean, I've I've seen glasses played, but never flower pots. Um, I hear uh, awakening. I, I hear uh, nature's alarm clock. Uh, you know, started out slower, but ended. <laughs> This is really good stuff you're 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 serving me here. Yeah, I a part-time poet. All right, I, I'm going to quote on my head. So nature's alarm clock. Um, I would love to wake up to that uh, every morning. Nice. Wow. So keep this up, Robert, and you're going to be writing my program notes. I know. <laughs> notes oh, like, this is good shit, man. Well, I need well, you to well, write my program well, notes because well, I now, hate it. Now we have to do the whole. Uh, since Robert's here, we have to do a whole program about poetry. Yes. The words yes. and. And well, well, coming up, I mean, this show's not going to air, I'm not going to air the show before Saturday, but we are having a concert where I am setting, uh, I wrote a piece setting Robert Ford's mm. uh, poems. Very nice. And we're going to perform it soon, and maybe we should, depending on how well it comes out, I'm going to say, <laughs> maybe it comes out badly and recorded badly. So if it's recorded well and we play well, we should, we'll play that piece at a poem concert sooner or later. It doesn't have to be next time, but that's yeah. a good, that's an easy theme to mm -hmm. yeah. Composers um, and poets. Poets. They've been yeah. friends for a long time. Exactly. Or enemies. <laughs> Commiserating for a long time. That's right. Yes. That's right. What Society do you want to do next, Seth? I want to do On a Wire. 
And I just want to go right to it and talk about it a little bit afterwards. Who's it by? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Really? Yep. I want to get your reaction on it. Oh, geez. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it's, like it's too long. So we'll excerpt a little bit of it from mm-hmm. the beginning. And then we're going to go to Gene and hear what well, he what thinks of this piece. <laughs> well, that's okay. You're allowed to hate it. You are allowed to. Okay. Something 100%. about birds on a wire. I don't know. Well, you know, on a wire. It's a reference to birds on a wire. But uh, we'll talk about that after. Okay. I like we'll hear a little bit. Let's do it.
pieces on a wire. The mystery composer is Jennifer Higdon. And I didn't mean to make a big deal out of uh, being uh, mysterious about it, except that it just doesn't sound like her other music. No, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, this, I, I like this, this well. piece that kind good. of, uh, I think, really effectively. So it's a concerto for Eighth Blackbird. So you have uh-huh. a sextet at the heart of it, and then you've got the Atlanta Symphony led by Robert Spano. Um, and I, you know, my favorite parts though are, are just just the sextet, just the group. Yeah, they're I mean, rocking. <laughs> they're so really good. rocking, and it starts with all six of them uh, inside the piano. Uh, I don't know how they fit in there, but it's amazing. I know, I know. Well, it's a big, uh, it's a Steinway uh, Z. Five <laughs> hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a whole documentary about the making of this piano. <laughs> all, high- all of Queens was involved, like the entire borough. <laughs> <laughs> and the highest note on it is the lowest note on the. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you can't go wrong <laughs> with an instrument like that, obviously. Rob, what'd you think uh-huh. of it? And don't give me none of your poetic bullshit. I can't help it. <laughs> so that beautiful piece, um, what stood out the most was the plucking, which reminded me of like a hen clucking. I think that's a word. In fact, I think that's a onomatopoeia. Do we know what an onomatopoeia is? Your mom is an onomatopoeia. <laughs> That's just a ride. <laughs> quack, quack, coo, coo. We'll, we'll say in the bird thing here. Your mom is an But, uh, no, a, a great piece. And, uh, All right. I'm glad Rob likes something. Well, he likes everything. He's just usually like, it's like Dawn's children that play I- with the <laughs> rosy-fingered tendrils of sunlight. <laughs> Shafting gently upon exactly. the stewy <laughs> grass. I really want to hear him say this. Once yes. I, want, I, I want to hear him say it, man. That sucks. I mean, he almost said it about Miss Young, saying he doesn't want to say Sit through the whole concert. So. No, but he doesn't want to be accused of being anti-intellectual. You know, or friends. This is how, like, you can get away with a lot. Have you ever, like, uh, Gene, ever done this? You ever, like, you know, just mm. gone up and, and just played music you know is really bad? No. And, and just held everybody hostage? And then <laughs> afterwards said, if you don't like it, then you're anti-intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, never I haven't it. done it either, <laughs> but I might on my 50th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> this might be my 50th birthday concert. Which was 20 years just ago. Just telling you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I'm well preserved. Ago. I'm well preserved. Oh, shit. There's a bird to guide me to the, <laughs> oh, <goodness laughs> to the underworld. Is it Tchaikovsky? Tchaikovsky? So, so listen, finance guy. Finance guy and a poet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So as I said, I have my, you know, every month I pick the various things. My music, my favorite composer's music, my friends' music. I like blah blah blah. So the uh, three, my, I have said this before. My three top composers are uh, uh, Stravinsky, Zappa, and Mendelssohn. And people always say, why Mendelssohn? But Mendelssohn's the greatest. I love Mendelssohn. And I made a T-shirt, and my T-shirt has. So I call the T-shirt my top five. And it has Mendelssohn, uh, uh, Stravinsky, uh, who else is it? Uh, uh, Zappa, Zappa, and Bach. Okay. And then and when they you say, are the top. Um, and, like, <laughs> and then people say, well, why top five? There's only four. And then I point to myself. So I call the t-shirt my top five because that's funny. <laughs> so anyway, so I found it. I mean, this is a beautiful and one of, very famous piece by Mendelssohn. Very short, two minutes. It's called The Nightingale. The Nachtigall. Uh, it's a choral piece, and I think a lot of choruses, this is like standard rep stuff. I actually didn't know this piece so well, because I don't know the choral music. But I mean, I've heard of it. But And it's based on a poem by Rob Poetry. Pay attention. It's not by you. It's by Goethe. Goethe, Goethe. I knew Goethe. it. The nightingale. The nightingale had gone afar. Spring summons her back. She has learned nothing new. She sings the old beloved songs. 
the poem reminds me a little bit of a haiku. It's very, you know, this is German, like, you know, romantic poet, but it's very, like, haikuish because, well, I, I don't know. If, I don't uh, like that she hasn't learned anything. Like, what's, what's, you know, what's going on here? It's a fucking bird, man, all right? <laughs> <laughs> you got no new songs? You really, it's the same song as last year. Where new. have you been? Where? I like it. She has learned something nothing new. That's <laughs> no, funny. I know, I know. I like Listen. it, too. So I like uh, Goethe. So this is I don't know which uh, I should have I should have prepared more and said that the chorus is singing this is blah blah blah. But did I did I? I did not. We can assume that they're good. It's a good chorus. Yeah. Uh, it's probably made up of women, men and women. I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. Humans. And there's probably a conductor. Yep. And uh, some of them sing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And there's probably some people with perfect pitch. Yep. And probably some don't sing so well, but they stand next to the ones exactly. who do. Exactly. Yeah, they sing, <laughs> we all yeah, know how and, a chorus works. And and, 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 and they <laughs> sing a little softer. That's right. Yep. You hope you learn perfect pitch. You could. There, there's a whole uh, method that. Uh, um... Yeah. Send us fifty nine ninety nine. And Robert Ford will teach you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. They say you can. I don't know. No, there's a, it's it's a thing. All right. I don't know. Sebastian has perfect pitch. Sebastian, he's supposed to make his appearance. He's, he's gonna. He didn't come. Son of a bitch. I'm disappointed. What is this? I, I'm going to text him during this uh, <laughs> next piece. So here is Mendelssohn's The Nightingale. The Nightingale by Mendelssohn. Felix. Felix. Mendelssohn. Yeah. To you. So, uh, the piece is part of Mendelssohn's set of six leader pieces for mixed voices. It was written between 1837 and 1843. Poem, poet Johann Wolfgang von Goethe said the text of the piece. Pff, reading's hard. It took six years to write that? No, no. I mean, within those six <laughs> years, he, he wrote the, 
the the, the, the how many the six, six set of six liters. All right, so, so one a year. So I was trying actually I, I was uh, googling trying to figure out where the nightingale exactly was written, but I couldn't find it. So whatever. Rob, what'd you think of it? I thought it was heavenly, spiritual, love. Uh, you say nightingale. I mean, I I was thinking of a dove. Um, that was last week. That was Doves la- of Paris by Charles Cullen. Or two weeks ago, two months ago. Okay. You weren't even here. But. Uh, oh man, that's too much. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the antithesis would be a a hawk representing war. A hawk being a predator <laughs> eating other animals, but you know, the, I once do- saw that. The, the, the dove Terrible. eats seeds. You know, it's just much more calmer. But uh, I'm not sure what it's the nightingale, nightingale eats. What's a nightingale? Yeah. And what kind of bird is it? Do you know about the nightingale? I don't. Being I'd have to Google that. Yourself? Seth knows. Tell Seth knows. Well, the nightingale is uh, a German bird that uh, sings at night, and it only sings at night. It refuses to sing during the day. It sleeps during the day. Many people think the nightingale is actually a vampiric bird, uh, that it lives on blood, but it, I'm making this all up. <laughs> this is 100% made up. This is, this I mean, I'll go as long as I need to. This is false facts. <laughs> false facts. Fake news. False news. Fake news. By That's right. Buster. That's right. I don't think there's a bird alive that lives on blood. I th- oh, hey, who was that? <laughs> That's a bat out of hell. Evil oh, can evil. We should have played bat out of hell by Meatloaf. We still could. We still could. We still, still, can't. We still, still can't. I. We're just listing pieces. We're not playing. I'm just gonna say this. Guest, hell for me would be Meatloaf, like a bar where Meatloaf is always playing. Oh man, come on. I'm not into it. I can't do it. It's too much. I'm not a big Meatloaf fan either. Yeah, but you know what? I want in the background while we talk. Pastorius. I w- I'm gonna play the chicken by Jacob Pastorius. Do you guys know this? Piece? Oh, okay. It's, it's not by Jacob Pastorius. I think who wrote the chicken? Who knows? Uh, oh shit! Is it Bob Minster? Who's Bob Minster? Yeah. I, I, I have to learn you so many things. You guys know this? I've heard this. Yeah. That's the yeah. chicken. Everybody sing along. But who wrote the chicken? I gotta figure out. All right. Well, we'll do that later. We have to go to the next piece by Seth. What, do you have another piece for us? Yeah, I do. What is it? Uh, can I look? Oh, yeah. He <laughs> has is, to look at this. This is off air. No, this is getting edited. edited no, no, uh, uh, this is not going to edit it because edited, he has edited, music edited, for Fleeting Bird. Yeah. Butterfly Effect. Oh, let's do Butterfly Effect. That's a fun piece. Who's Caroline Maloney? Uh, Caroline Maloney <laughs> <laughs> is, wait for it. A composer. Oh! <laughs> uh, we did this concert at National Sawdust when I first moved to New York. It was right. called Chaos Theory. Mm. Uh, and uh, her piece is called Butterfly Effect. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that we're in a closed system here on Earth, and a, a butterfly flaps its wings in Australia. Part of Chaos Theory is it actually makes an impact all the way around the world. Let, let me else. just interrupt you. You know it's not a bird or a butterfly. It has wings, I, I but I think you might be confused. I do know that. I do know that I stretched it. You stretched it a little stretched, farther than stretched I the wings. Oh, uh-oh. Reprimanded by Gene. <laughs> reprimanded. I've been, I've been reprimanded. Robert is busy <laughs> texting his girlfriend. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm busy Googling what, although what is composer's he, he is, but then he looked at me <laughs> over his glasses in a very sort of reprimandy way. So I, I'm feeling it from both sides right now, which, you know, like, uh, I know okay, a butterfly fine. is not a bird. I, not I a do bird know that. Can I, can I go on record and say that? Bucket, fine. though. I like this piece. It's fun. It's fine. for string quartet. And then this is kind of annoying. As a, I love Caroline. She's awesome. But as the producer of the concert, I had to buy a bunch of rain sticks. Because oh. her idea was that at the end, the audience would do rain sticks. Oh, really? And I was like, God damn it. I got to buy her and rain sticks. You know? <laughs> Where's the budget for that shit? <laughs> but 
It was really cool, actually. Oh, it was pretty you cool. You still have the races? Yeah, got them all. Let's yeah. do a rain stick concert. Let's do, let's do a rain stick concert, yeah. Shit. We'll just I, stick them up Rob's ass. I have way too many rain sticks just sitting in my home studio. <laughs> rain sticks, these are big ones, <laughs> Rob. Rob will uh, like this. How deep is your ass? How deep is, <laughs> how deep is your ass? <laughs> how high is the mountain? How okay. deep is your ass? No, I was, anyway. sing, I was singing the, the beach. Uh, the, the, oh, you're the, the other the one. Gibbs yeah, yeah, brothers. yeah. The, the Gibbs brothers. The Bee Gees. The Bee Gees. BGs. Okay. How did BGs we're we're box, way off topic. Way off topic. And all this ass stuff I hope it you said ass, out. It went to ass. It went to the beaches. Edit out the ass stuff. All right. This mezcal is yeah. awful. I love Caroline Maloney. She's amazing. Butterflies Don't let your wife hear this are not birds. Uh, <laughs> this is a great pickup string quartet concert I did at National Sawdust. National Sawdust? Uh, well, we won't get into that. And boom, here we go. <laughs>
These are the sounds of the rain sticks, the audience, uh, kind of an audience involvement idea. It was fun because they, they, they were really unsure if they wanted to do it. And Caroline, I could see her kind of encouraging them, do it, do it, move, move the rain sticks around. And then they started handing them to other people and sharing them and having a really good time. Cool. And I don't know if you know this, but um, birds uh, experience rain. So I think this is totally related to birds, <laughs> 100 it's and a million percent. Uh, <laughs> the piece is gone. <laughs> bullshit. I like the piece, but sorry. I mean, it's, it's a it's butterfly. It's a great piece. We're gonna have a, we're gonna, I, I have butterfly pieces, so we could have a whole show about butterflies. Okay, then. all right. Schmetterling. That's how you say butterfly in German. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Because like in Spanish, it's mariposa. It's very beautiful. Look at and you in with German, all the it's Schmetterling. Schmetterling. <laughs> Nothing's pretty in German. Why? <laughs> Why? Warum? <laughs> Anyway, Caroline Maloney's Butterfly Effect, live performance, National Sawdust. I, was, I had just moved to New York, like, I think I've been here a month. And, uh, you know, let's make this about me. Anyway, <laughs> next. Uh, Robert, what do you oh, like? Robert. What do you right. like about... Our uh, resident poet. Uh, rain sticks and butterflies. That hasn't it was a very much. somber piece. Uh, before, we talked about Peter Jarvis and, it, like, awakenings, uh, the alarm clock waking up in the morning. I mean, it, this one's kind of peaceful and... Putting me asleep almost metaphorically. I mean, I, I mean, I, to me, this is like a swan song. You know, before the swan dies, there's they they have one beautiful song and and then you know th this is the end. So uh, I I I feel uh, this is the end. somber. Yeah. Lovely Sorry. All right, you're getting to my. Oh, we 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 should have played. I was singing the doors, but we should have played a song by the bird. I actually want. I just want. I just realized this now that I never realized this before. The thing I want most in this universe is for you to arrange the doors, the end for big band. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> but no, the full version. The I don't know how you're gonna make it interesting. Oh yeah, you'll have to it. use every creative oh, bone in your brain I, oh, I to use, make it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's got to be the original tempo. <laughs> original tempo. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's going to be a fast, like. Uh, and I'm going to sit there just in my overshirt. Overshirt? Undershirt? I think I think white Like some beater. sweaty white, white beater. beater. Yeah, some sweaty white beater. Chain Sorry, smoking Maria, cigarettes. For listening to this. Just chain smoking cigarettes. <laughs> this is the end. You know. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Can you sing it? Can I sing it? If Jim Morrison could sing it, I can sing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what time it is, right? It's time for our mystery listening Woo! theater three thousand. Ooh, ah. 
Rob, you could get in on this. Yeah. I mean, you can't read okay. music, but you could say shit. Well, you can just look at the score and see the stuff. Anybody thirsty? I go to pee. Uh, we can take a we can take a social take a break. Call it a social. I said anybody thirsty? I go to pee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're, I thought you were being very generous. Like, I'm going to go pee. You guys can get another drink or something. Wow. You really thought the wrong thing. Yeah. You yeah. really thought But it never occurred to me you wanted to pee in my mouth. Yeah. I mean, that's just an absurd. <laughs> like, that just literally would not even have entered my mind. <laughs> well, welcome. To, <laughs> it's a golden mouthwash. Oh, man. No. The more I drink with Gene, the more I get to know him, the more <laughs> the I, question, I, drink. I question my life's decisions. You know, like, what brought me to this point? I mean, <laughs> what brought us here? If you're, right. if you're this far into the show and listening, yeah. then you're cool and you can hear this. Yes. Most people probably are not here. No. And they're like, I'm done with this show. Most people tuned out. Tuned out as soon as, yeah. like, Robert Ford whipped out his shit yep. a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> oh, wait. You guys didn't see that. Birds. Bird, I got a bird right here for you. Listen, mystery listening. So I picked a piece that I actually don't know so well, but uh, uh, Seth told me that's actually his most uh, famous piece, and I am not gonna pronounce his first name, but Seth will. Yeah. So I went to Finland oh, you uh, when I was a radio guy and interviewed a bunch of Finnish composers. Yeah, they gave us a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of Finnish money to go. That, that <laughs> Just euros. I mean, whatever. <laughs> it wasn't fish. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we had a great time. Man, Helsinki was a blast. Right. I mean, it was fantastic. Anyway, Eino Johani Rautavara. Eino what? Eino Johani. <laughs> Which is funny because actually Eno is a Finnish name and Yuhani is a Finnish name. Oh, oh, His parents together, couldn't yeah. decide. They mashed them together. It'd be like if, if a guy was like, well, my name is Tom Mark. Right, you know, right. and you're like, oh, Mark's your last name. He's like, no, it's Tom yeah, Mark Tom Mark Smith. Jones. You know, yeah, right, you exactly. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Eno Yuhani Rautavara. We interviewed him in his home. He was an amazing guy. He's like obsessed with angels and, and birds and uh, he wrote a lot of good stuff. So, so there's this piece called, Concer it's called Cantus Arcticus. Concerto for Birds and Orchestra. It's his famous piece. This is his, like, So, you know. this is a little write-up about it. Why imita imitate birds in music when you can use the real thing? Rathavaris, Concerto for Birds and Orchestra, as it's subtitled, uses taped bird songs throughout. Taking Raspighi's idea one step further. Because Raspighi, I was going to play the Raspighi Baroque. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he went way up into the north of Finland to, to get these. So, uh, yeah, well, let me, let me read it on, my friend. Sorry. The Finnish composer headed off on a field trip to near the Arctic Circle uh, and to the marshlands of Leminica <laughs> in, north, in northern Finland. I was going to say, it sounds amazing, but it's only 100 miles from his home. He just drove north and, yeah, through Finland. <laughs> uh, northern Finland to record the calls of whole hosts of birds. Listening to it is like stepping into an avian paradise. With the melancholy song of the shore larks, as unforgettable as the migrating whooper swans. Whooper? I kind of want some Burger King. That's a whopper. <laughs> That's a whopper. The bird calls are juxtaposed with a lush orchestral score. Okay, so we're I have the score in front of me. All right, and uh, we're gonna uh, Seth and I and uh, and uh, and uh, what's his name Robert, <laughs> the poet, I, I can't. the finance guy, Ro Robert the poet, the Wall Street poet. Well, I the, are you calling yourself the Wall Street poet? Because that's a cool title. The Wall Street poet is a cool title. Can I call you that so tomorrow I, for a concert or Saturday? The Wall Street poet, definitely. I, like I mean, and I, I'm just honored to be your guest because I never thought you know my lack of expertise. In any would subject be, matter would be a plus. would be a, actually a, ben, a, a beneficial, you know. So, um, yeah, I know nothing about uh, composing music, and yet he but, knows everything. 
But someday I'm going to duly reciprocate and invite you guys if I ever have a radio show about finance and Wall Street and we can talk about option pricing models and black swan events. Seth and, and I will be great at that show. You guys will be, we'll be – you'll feel like me. But I, I'm going to add value out of the box but to the show hopefully. Fact, should we have ne- – our next show could be about money. When you got unsuspecting good. investors, do you read them poetry? <laughs> How we, does the dollar? We, we do include a, a uh, complimentary copy of uh, "Where Are the Customers' Yachts" uh, <laughs> as a consolation prize for playing the Wall Street game. Yes, all right. that's all I need to know. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna play "Red of Ours Cantus Arcticus." Well, I don't know if I said anything correct. Cantus Arcticus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Seth and I are gonna watch the score, and for about five—it's a long piece—but for five minutes, we're gonna yap about we it. We always do the score reading thing when we're like. Well into our cups. I- I'm yeah. pretty drunk. I know. I know. Well, that's the whole point. All right. All right. You don't want to do it go. when we're not drunk because that's <laughs> not so fun. All right. That's true. Here it is. Rata Shmara. Rara. Sorry. Rata Rara. It starts with two flutes, like my piece for Choto. I know. Choto was a bird. And this is oh, this is called the bog. The bog. Oh, uh, birds live in a bog. Oh. Well, lots of things. But you know what? Here's what I don't like about this. Sorry, Rata Rara. Why the 916.34 and all that nonsense? Because that was the era that you did stuff like that. But it's, I could feel the whole thing like in three. No, I hear you. I hear you. You can do everything. Stravinsky said it. You can do everything in 4 4 with accents. Or if it's in 5 8, it's 5 8, right? That's, a, that's yeah. an actual yeah, feel. But, but the I mean, 916 thing. 916 sounds a feel. No one's going to be like, oh, 916. Nothing. I grouped to that. An assistant on the tape recorder equipped with the score must be visible to the conductor. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, no, it's nice. And actually, it's written well, except for the weird uh, 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 time signature. Yeah, but again, that was the that was the era. I had many teachers tell me that kind of stuff. Oh, here come the birds. Oh, that's the shadow thrush. That's the night and finch. Just making these birds up. I don't know. <laughs> like, what's he saying? <laughs> oh, here comes the trombone. Oh, okay, a little brass there. Color things up. Oboes. Doubled at an octave. No, oh, not octave. No, that's a ninth. Oh, you're right. You're right. Ninth, oh, my ninth, God. Seventh, you're right. Seventh. No, those are the major ninth. Major ninth, yeah, that's right. And then minus seconds, trumpet. He doesn't trouble us. Major seconds. There it is. <laughs> and major seconds. Nice. Ooh. Give it to me, baby. Yeah, baby. Rob, get in here. You can say some shit. Very graceful. Uh, are you the black swan or the white swan? It's a being racist. It all sounds very prelude-esque, like it's building to something. Yeah. I, li- I like the major ninth and minor seconds. Major seconds too. Building up over this. This is great. Actually. You know, I'm trying to pick pieces I can make fun of, but I love this piece. <laughs> I'm this that piece. was the original idea, but it's hard to find pieces. No, it's not hard at all. It just well, they fit the theme. I, I, oh, it's, it's it's the C. It's C C sharp, but the C he wants mm-hmm. what a tone. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if playing it, but it's see? yeah. That's why you can't quite oh, hear it. That's great. So it is a little quarter tone. The high C is quarter tone up. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Nice. That's what it is. Beautiful. I think also. Mm-hmm. 
And the bird, the, the bird recording goes so well with it. With the duet? Well, yeah, the flute duet is back, but now with strings and, and the yeah. on the bottom. Oh, that's a nice. Low strings, cellos and basses with two bassoons and two flutes. Very nice orchestration. I might want to hear a bunch of this piece. Hold on a second. That's a good piece. So, so it's two flutes, bassoons, low strings, and the tape of the birds is a beautiful uh, mm -hmm. uh, sonora. With celeste and harp. Tucked all the way back in the back there. Oh yeah, just come out a little more. What? Just the, the chalice and the harp. Yeah, like the, I know it's just meant to be like a shimmery kind of thing, but well, it is an MP3 probably. Imagine the string section up to eight bucks. It's a big fat Dreamy. I do it all the time. Fluttering like a butterfly. The butterfly's on a bird, dude. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna Google that. <laughs> I learned this earlier. <laughs> Is it a tomato or a fruit? Uh, it's a legume. What's that? That that's a <laughs> warbling warbler. Yeah, make up a <laughs> That's the red billed goose. It's kind of kind of annoying. His recordings are really good though. I mean yeah. this is like analog tape yeah, recordings, yeah, you know? Good. Some dude out in the middle of nowhere. Wait, it's been freezing. Oh, it's like the fifties, I think. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. That's really yeah. nice. I, mean, I could be it's wrong. Let's look it up. Strings. He said it was Sibelius. You did? Yeah. Yeah, Sibelius gave him his big start. Must you eat chips in the middle of Brent of Ara? I'm at I don't know if any of you, honey, would like this. We really should have some chicken wings for this show. I know, we should have. Exactly. I love celebrating birds while eating them. Exactly. <laughs> I like this. The clarinet starts approximately here. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I like that idea, too. I mean, again, going back, that the birds aren't rhythmic, you know? I'm grooving in this piece, man. It's good. This is nice. I think we're heading into the next uh, movement. This sounds very It is not necessary that the three elements, clarinet, tape, and strings, and all the clones. No, in fact, I would argue that they shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I like to write really long notes in my score. No. I have footnotes. <laughs> Check the footnotes. Oh, no! <laughs> Damn you, YouTube! 
I gotta take a bathroom break. Show's cancelled. Cantus Arcticus, or the first movement, The Bog, with live commentary from us. 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 Mystery. Anna Yohani Rautavara, Finnish composer. Yeah. Living link to Sibelius until he died. Then he was no longer the living link to uh, Sibelius. But whatever. That's a great piece. It was very nice. Yeah. I really liked it. Check out his first piano concerto, too. I think really? it's, oh yeah. It's, yeah, the whole opening is nothing but clusters, and yet it's done really I, I, well. I gotta do some editing for my big band's piece tomorrow, and while I do that, I'll listen to it. You should, program. yeah. yeah uh, if, Robert, you if you don't like it, text me. I'm definitely <laughs> not that, you kidding me? Robert, what do you think of that piece? Robert? I'll, I'll, I'll take a pass on this one. I was, like uh, I stepped out uh, momentarily. You did not, we listened to the whole thing, then you went to pee. It was good. It was good. I give it a thumbs up. No, I. All right, I'll uh, I'll, I'll give a Trump answer. Yeah. That was a Trump. That was a Trump bullshit. Cue the helicopters. That's the Trump. Do my press conference. Listen, this uh, this Moscow has messed us up. Yeah, but all right, I'll put a coherent thought together here. So, this this humanness is just a thin veneer. You know, like like when we talk, the the words are like twenty percent of the meeting. So, the music, you know, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, take the microphone away from me. I think you're a fabulous bullshit artist. I like this, man. I like this. I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want you to be my investor. You know, but like you're a fabulous bullshit artist. Fabulous bullshit artist. We're gonna call right a piece. Yeah, for twenty oboes. <laughs> Sorry. Elbows or oboes? Oboes, yeah. And an elbow. No, 20 elbows. Is 20 elbows, right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, um, um, <laughs> Mescal is terrible. I think we played. Do you have anything? No. The, Do you remember the? Did you ever watch David Chappelle? The, I did write David the, Chappelle. The, I even Rick called him Dave. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Mezcal is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I, I even called him Dave That's Chappelle. So funny. Me too. I, I don't like call him David. I, I can't yeah, believe you called him. I got David. all polite and proper. It's really weird. <laughs> I know. This is weird. David Chappelle. Everybody's weird. You know, David Chappelle and I <laughs> were at a luncheon the other day. It was a gala luncheon uh, with flowers. Okay, anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. Oh shit! What's going on? I'm gonna I'm gonna drink one more Mezcal. Uh, I would, I'd like to say bye-bye to all of you people. Lovely people. The, the, wait, wait, what are we going out? We always go out on something fun, like a the, rock song or so something. So either the chicken, which would be great, or uh, uh, Penguins and Bondage. Let's do Penguins and Bondage. Can I do a write-in, like Flock of Seagulls by... You mean, you're you're so fired. <laughs> no, Flock of Seagulls away. is the band. I ran away. Yeah, yeah, I ran away. Cause, uh, no, yeah. we're, we're not going to do that. Good. I, I'm gonna, Free bird. Freebird. I was thinking of Freebird. Well, Freebird. Yeah, I was actually thinking of Freebird. Can I tell you a story really quickly? Do you know Zoe mm-hmm. Keating, cellist? Who? Zoe Keating. She does a lot of loopy stuff. Very ambient. I saw her once, and uh, somebody goes, Freebird! Like, while she's playing. And, and she stops, and she gets the microphone, and she goes, this is the first thing she says on microphone. <sighs> Ow! Why do people always say that? Really? And, I, and I thought, <laughs> so people, yeah, like I thought, wow, everywhere you go, playing ambient cello music, people yell out Freebird. Really? Can, can, that, can that be true? And if so, why? I mean, you know, <laughs> anyway, what, what reminds that's, that's the only story I've got. I don't know anymore. But All right. So Frank Zappa had this album, Roxy and Elsewhere. Good album. Live yeah. album, I believe. Live, live yeah. album, yeah. Roxy in New York. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, this and song is called You're Just a Penguin and Bondage, Bondage Boy. Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So we're going to end the show with this. See you next week when our topic will be balls. Wash your hands. <laughs> Wash your balls. Wash your hands. <laughs> Wash your genitals. Wash your hands. Wash your genitals. <laughs> That's just some good advice. Wash your nose <laughs> holes. Seth. I don't know. So this is Gene Prisker and Seth B. Boom. Boom. Saying bye-bye. And Robert C. Ford here telling you to invest in Flowers. coronavirus <laughs> serum. Invest in rainbows, <laughs> unicorns, and puppy dog no, no, actually, actually, give us some investment tips right now. Yeah, go. It's a good idea. Investment tips. You want 3M. You want the mask. You want the. Uh, I don't want know high, what you're saying. You want sorry. high high dividend paying stocks. Yeah, you want uh, Macy's 12. percent You want uh, so Occidental Petroleum paying you know eight percent or whatever. Yeah. I so, asked a simple question. All right. Uh, Okay. So in, in, index funds and or uh, Gene and Seth's Perfect Pitch exactly. Lotion. This is a lotion you apply to your entire body, everything but your ears, <laughs> and we'll give you perfect pitch. Invest, invest in composed with drinks. Send us $20 <laughs> yeah, and it. you'll get nothing. Well, nothing my, well, we might play your music, but I doubt it. Oh, yeah. If you're a composer and want to be on the show, it's a quid pro quo. We're into quid pro quo. I'm from Illinois. Exactly. Quid pro quo. Is that's a motto? That's a state motto, man. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so give us a hundred dollars to play a piece. It went up. You heard that? <laughs> that's right. All right. All right. Here's the uh, uh, penguin in bondage. We're drunk. We're boy. Bye. She's just like a penguin in bondage, boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Boy. Way over on the wet side of the bed. Like the mighty penguin flapping on wings. Bring the band on down behind me, boys. Lord, you know it's all over. If she come at you on the strut and wrap them all around your head, flapping on wings, flapping. She's just like a penguin in bondage, boy. Shake up the pale, dry ginger ale Rambling like a penguin When the battery fails You know when the battery goes out in the vibrator and everything? Lord, you must be having a jumping through a hoop of real fire With some Kleenex wrapped around a coat hang wire
just like a penguin in bondage, boy. Howling over to some anticulated moon. In the frostbite night with the flaps gone white, shrieking as she spot the hoop across the room. Good guy, she spot the hoop again. You know it must be a penguin bowed down If you hear that terrible screaming and there ain't no other birds around She's just like a penguin in bondage, boy Oh yeah, oh yeah, boy She's just like a penguin in bondage, boy Oh yeah, oh yeah, boy Oh, you must be careful not to leave the straps too loose. Cause she just might box your dog. Cause she just might box your dog. And leave your dried up dog biscuit. Oh!